I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello and welcome to Bring on the Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Luke Thompson. Derek Smith back with us. Hey, Derek, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, Luke. How are you? Oh, you know, pretty good. It's a little cold up here. It's we got an early dose of winter. Actually, got some snow at the, like a thousand feet up from where I am. It's, it's not great, but anyway. Also, you know that game Saturday also not great, but yeah, we're gonna look forward instead of backwards. So uh, we've got Baylor this weekend, and so of course we have our guest Matt is Bear Matt Wilson. Matt, how you doing? I'm doing just fine, although it seems like uh, you guys are running out of options if you guys keep bringing me back. I'll take it. It's not, <laughs> it's not inspiring a lot of confidence, though. Um, yeah, actual like, uh, actual like conference football, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice. So let, that's, let's jump into it. So we know Baylor got pretty lucky last with the win over Iowa for Rice comeback. They're 4-0. So, you know, how, how do you feel as Baylor fans right now? Against the league's worst schedule, I should know. Yeah, I, I okay. All right, all right, bud. All right. You know, <laughs> hey, like, win your clunkers, right? And I think Iowa State, the second half of that game, could be considered a clunker. I think that there are a lot Which of Which game, Rice honestly, or Iowa State or both? Iowa, just Iowa State. I think uh, okay. there's a lot of uh, – man, okay, so I'm a naturally optimistic person, so that's, that's obviously the lean I'm going to take. Yeah. So I think that – there are very good things uh, that we have seen over the last two or three weeks. We took a potentially dynamic quarterback in, in Frank Wilson, and we managed him pretty well. And then I think we went into the Rice game uh, expecting a big blowout. But I, I think that Rice team is pretty physical, and we were just playing tight. Uh, and then we come out against uh, Iowa State and play a fantastic first half. Admittedly, the, the score didn't really show it. And, but we go up, uh, you know, 20 to nothing after a fantastic third quarter. And then defensive play calling went a little awry. And <laughs> looks like things were, were a little bit conservative. And honestly, Iowa State, you know, just played very well. So I'm hesitant to, to be very fearful of what we saw in the last quarter or so of Iowa State. But overall... Very impressed. I think Matt Rule has this thing headed in the right direction for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that because there was some big news about him today, but we'll, we'll get to that later. Right now, let's focus on the, the team. Charlie Brewer, of course, is back. And we know he's a solid quarterback. One number that jumps out at me through four games is he hasn't thrown an interception yet. Does that no show interest on his part? No interceptions. I always think that was kind of how – I, I think the low turnover number is not to be surprising. Man, that's kind of how I've always viewed him is he doesn't take a lot of crazy chances. He doesn't really make a ton of mistakes, and that's shown this year for sure. Just really, really solid quarterbacking. And it also helps when you have Denzel Mims out wide and you can just <laughs> kind of throw it up in the general direction, his side of the field. Uh, and he'll more than likely come down with it. So, But, yeah, Charlie Brewer has been great. I would like to see us lean on him. Um, a little bit more than we actually have. But, uh, yeah, it's hard to complain about zero interceptions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And so, I mean, you mentioned Denzel Mims and Derek. I don't know about you, but I, I'm kind of scared of any really good receiver after we saw what Tylon Wallace did uh, last Saturday. You know, there aren't many yeah. that are on that level, but but Denzel Mims is maybe pretty close, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you and I were one of the only two K-State fans that were like, hang on, when everybody was like, oh, we're going to handle this game easy. And we were like, <laughs> hang on, the secondary is not that great. And uh, we showed that last week. So, I mean, the defense, I don't want to get too much into that game, but the defense did their part. And if the offense had done just a little bit better, I feel like maybe we might might have at least been within a touchdown. Yeah. But So I don't want to harp on them too much. But, yeah, yeah, any decent quarterback and receiver combo is going to scare me this season. Yeah. I mean, I just I hope that K-State will give A.J. Parker a little bit more help. I think he's a good player, but I don't know if he's a shut-down-the-number-one-guy-by-himself type player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And so then, Matt, that brings up the question, you know, what other guys can Baylor go to if K-State can find a way to contain Mims? You know, is Saquon Thornton stepping into a bigger role? I think I had a tweet on Saturday about how it, things are going to get really dangerous if Tyquan Thornton finds the cafeteria. Because this guy, he, he does not look like a lot, right? He is skinnier than I've ever thought about being in my life. Um, he, he, he is one of those guys that's so shredded and just naturally lean that he looks delicate, but that's obviously not what he is. He is fast, though. Um, and it, it, you know, there's there's a starter kit there of some of the Baylor speedsters from past. I'm really hoping this kid can turn into something like that. Uh, he puts on some muscle, and then he looks an awful lot like Corey Coleman, just physically. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a really good option. And then, you know, you have that stable of running backs. That's been pretty solid. I, I love the way that Lovett runs the ball. I love the way that Hasty runs the ball. And honestly, it's kind of a, a, a detail, but they've been helping out a ton and getting uh, a little bit more time for Charlie Brewer, just in pass protection pickup there. It's been fantastic. So that gives you a little bit more time to throw those deeper ones to Thornton or to Mims. Yeah, well, that, that's a little scary to hear that about the running backs because, you know, again, Shuba Hubbard might be the best running back in the Big 12, but uh, I honestly thought K-State would do a better job of containing him, and it was just a disaster. Yeah, I mean, I think if some of that might have to do with the fact that our offensive uh, line coach from last year was on the other side, but yeah. maybe. But um, yeah, he's he was incredible, and they were ripping us apart in the first half. So, but I guess I mean with Baylor, we should probably talk about the fact that it was seven zero at halftime, and like you said, I mean, is this a defensive team now? What's going on? Um, <laughs> I I think so, and that was. That was the the main reason for the culture shock, right? When Rule gets hired and brings in Phil Snow, and they bring this uh, this thing from Temple called defense, and a lot of the fans were excited. They're like, "Oh, well, what is is it like offense on both sides of the ball?" And it kind of. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> no, it's 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 a lot of fun. I think that there's some pretty apparent improvement from even last year's team to this year. Certainly from. The 17 team, the 1 11 17 team to this year. Safety play greatly improved. I would say uh, just defensive back play in general greatly improved. Uh, Chris Miller in the back end there at safety, you know, he will take a bad angle every now and again, but he's just so dang aggressive that he will make up for it with just a massive hit uh, every once in a while. The defensive line has been fine. It looks a little different now that we're running this 3 4 type situation. 
So oftentimes we'll, we'll try to just put three out there and see what they can do. I, I wouldn't say it's a strength, but they've held their own. Um, they didn't look fantastic against Iowa State in that fourth quarter just because I think they were put in some bad positions. You know, that's another discussion. But the, the strength of this defense is the linebacking core. It is just, it, it's a group of guys that will not be tricked often. It, it's a group of guys that are just extremely solid. I'm very, very impressed with this linebacking core. And I'm very curious to see if they are able to help prevent another Kansas State rushing attack like we saw was it last year. Yeah, that was not great. Mm-hmm. Didn't really appreciate that all, all that much. But but yeah, definitely the strength is that linebacker core. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you mentioned the 3-4 because, you know, we, we talked a lot going into last week's game about Oklahoma State playing the three up front and then the 3-3-5, their base defense. But then they ended up really, um, I think, putting four guys up front a lot and, and moving – you know, eight or nine guys into the box. Is that something Baylor is capable of doing as well? I mean, capable, yeah. It does not seem to be the lean of what that defensive staff wants to do. The staff seems to want to, uh, you know, lean on the the strength of that that second level, that linebacking core, and uh, big old Bravion Roy right there at nose tackle. Just kind of lean on them to control the run game, and it's been pretty successful so far. Iowa State did not run for more than, I think, four yards of carry. I think it was pretty limited, and I think they want to just have as much speed on the field as possible because that's been a big problem over the last you know, two, three years is there hasn't been a ton of speed in that back end. But now that we have some, now that that youth has grown up a bit and they're not making obvious mistakes, then, hey, we can keep some of that speed out there. And if you only have three down linemen, you have four you know, three or four really good linebackers that are side to side, pretty, pretty handy, then why not keep more defensive backs out there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think if they watch any tape from the Oklahoma State K-State game, they're going to be putting like 11 guys in the box and just yeah. <laughs> doing whatever they can because it, it might work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the other part of it too, is, is what is the, uh, what is the offensive uh, opponent showing you? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a versatile defense too. I'd like to see if that gets tested. And I guess, you know, we haven't had a chance to ask any guests yet this season, but Matt, what do you think about facing a K-State team that doesn't run with the quarterback very often? I'm sorry. I'm going to have to process that for a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, uh, it's gonna It's handy, right? I, I like that a lot more than the, the opposite, but it, uh, it's a situation where if that was the case, Skylar Thompson, and I don't know, like Skylar Thompson is, is competent, I think. I think there's a level of competence there. But mm-hmm. uh, if there is no threat of running, that allows the, you know, the linebackers to maybe keep their eye on, on their area a little bit closer. Because there are times where Brock Purdy would pull the ball down. And then two or three plays later, you'd see a linebacker just looking into the backfield and give up, uh, give up a completion, you know, pretty close to them. And that is where I think the damage comes in. But if uh, Skylar Thompson is not going to pull it and run on occasion just to be a threat, then maybe that's not something that they have to worry about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think he still can scramble, I guess. It's more the design yeah. runs that are taken out of the offense. Yeah. Yeah, well, nobody part. likes <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For the most part, I mean, they did in the early games. They showed that they're capable of designing yeah. runs and doing that sort of thing, but I don't think they want to because they like you know healthy quarterbacks. 
right, <laughs> right, right. Hmm. And there's not a great option at backup yet. I mean, I think we like the athleticism of Holcomb, but I don't know that he's really. Yeah, really yeah he, he he didn't show good uh, control of the offense on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Had but, to call the timeout every time he tried to line. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so Derek, I mean, what do what do K State's receivers need to do to start to get open? And then, and I don't, you know, I've seen some people trying to exonerate Skyler, and I, I, I don't know if we can totally do that. I think he'd be the first to admit it wasn't his best game, but just a lot of issues with it, with the passing game right now. What what needs to happen to fix that? I mean, I thought um, late in the game when they started leaning out on crossing routes a little more, you saw a little bit more success, and I think that's more what they need to try to do because they're certainly not going to be able to beat guys one-on-one out wide. We only have one guy that maybe had a chance of doing that, and right now he's got a broken foot. So, yeah. so there's there's no chance of that. I mean, I think, you know, like Joshua Youngblood might be able to outrun a defensive back, but he's a couple of years yeah. away from maybe – being able to catch a ball in that situation. So <laughs> it's, you know, it's tough. But I think, you know, it was shown and, and Wiking Gill and guys like that, if you just run crossing routes and try to get the short stuff sort of a West Coast style, I think we've got a decent shot of the passing game still. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess maybe that's something that we should ask a Baylor fan. You guys, I mean, obviously, have had pretty good receivers most of the time, but, you know, the offense is, is really heavily predicated on guys getting open and spreading the field. Like, how does that work if maybe the, the wide receivers aren't the most athletic dudes out there? Well, I mean, that definitely allows the defense to key in on the run, and yeah. that has happened <laughs> That has happened on occasion, right? In 17, that definitely happened. There was not a massive threat on the outsides. And then in 18, you saw Mim start to come into his own, and then, you know, you, you definitely had to have safety help on the top of that. Um, yeah. And that's where some of the running backs were able to start get starting to get going. I just think that there's enough versatility with the pieces that Baylor has on offense that um, there aren't any, you know, there's a way to make this team play left-handed if you're talking about Patriots terminology, right? But the left hand is, is okay. Uh, it's not going to be a situation where Baylor looks inherently uncomfortable unless you are able to stop the run with, you know, the three or four down linemen and no help whatsoever. So um, other than that, I think there's enough versatility there to be to be comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, and kind of just to go off of what I said before, too, I think K-State's main problem last week, other than losing the Lake Knowles, was that they just completely abandoned their identity from the, like, from the jump. They came out, and I think their idea was – Malik Knowles is out. Everybody knows Malik Knowles is out. I bet they don't think we're going to throw. So let's try to throw. And it didn't work. And I think if, yeah. and plus they completely changed their blocking schemes from what they've been doing so successfully for the first three weeks. So I think if they come out and just do what they do, they're going to have a lot better success early in this game offensively. But who knows? I mean, that team that we saw Saturday is not the team that we yeah. saw the first three weeks. Yeah. So who knows yeah. what they are now? It's it's hard to tell. Yeah, yeah. Um, and to go off topics just a little bit, you were talking about Malik Knowles, and you said broken foot, and I guess that's what's being report- reported. Certainly, Chris Kleiman hasn't said it. He came out after the game Saturday and was like, I don't know, what did he say? We learned about this injury on Wednesday, and it's a lower body injury, and we don't know when he's going to be back. Yeah, uh, did it, did it, did it. yeah. So like, I mean, I don't want to 
judge too much, but I think it's going to be interesting to see what Chris Kleiman does in terms of transparency. Like it's easy to be transparent when it's all good things at the start of the season and you're winning, but mm-hmm. it's it's tougher to do when you hit some adversity. And I don't know, maybe that's the, the reporter in me that's kind of looking at that. How, how do you look at that? When you're 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 from a reporter too, obviously. Yeah, I actually had that same thought, and it's funny you bring it up because I was thinking today as I was reading through some of the tweets and the, the reactions from the staff still trying to like, we're fine, everything's fine, we're good, you know, and it, and it just kind of, I mean, and we won't know for sure until, you know, two or three weeks from now, but it just kind of has the beginnings of me to me of something going terribly wrong. So I hope that's not the case. And I have all the faith in the world of the staff and their ability to recover because of climate's history, but it definitely doesn't look good right now because there was a lot of PR being done, you know, on social media over the last two days. Yeah. Well, it also strikes me weird as, as to why a coach wouldn't just every week say, Oh, this team extremely injured to everyone. (laughs) <laughs> very uh, nobody can walk actually and just like yeah. set a massive asterisk for every single game uh, yeah. it's okay what? that we lost by one score because nobody could run like it was a miracle <laughs> isn't but, it yeah. uh, isn't it Belichick that still puts all the players questionable right up until game time uh, I think Brady is often questionable like I think yeah. Brady is almost always questionable but yeah it's, yeah, it's, uh, I I would I would be extremely transparent about all of the injuries that. Yep, literally every single player on this roster <laughs> extremely nicked up. Uh, but you know we're gonna we're gonna fight through it. We're gonna we're gonna battle hard. In the words of uh, Gary Kubiak from Old Texas days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds yeah. Cool. All right, we're gonna take a quick break now for our sponsors. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, and we're back. Matt, we were talking about coaches. So let's talk about Matt Rule. Uh, he got extended through 2027. That's a long time from now. It is a that? long time, and it also indicates a large buyout. Right. Um, and it, it also, I mean, it wasn't even indicated. Mac Rhodes, the AD, came out almost as much as said, hey, this is a massive buyout. And I think he did say it was definitely in the top five in the country. So that indicates a couple things to me. One, Baylor is happy with the trajectory, and I don't see why they wouldn't be, right? Two uh, is Matt Rule has kind of sniffed around the NFL enough to be like, you know what? It needs to absolutely be the perfect opportunity if I'm going to jump somewhere else, which I I get. I completely understand that. And I, I think the other part of this is you look around the country and the teams that are most successful are the most consistent. 
right? You look at a Clemson, you look at an Alabama and, and natural resources. <laughs> That's a horrible way to say that. Um, but, you know, recruiting ability and infrastructure and all of that, you know, not factored into it. They've been extremely consistent. Uh, you look at other teams around the country and where inconsistency happens a lot, cough, USC, cough. <laughs> I mean, that's where some of the struggles come into it. So I'm extremely happy with this news. I was actually shocked when the Met Real hire happened because I didn't even know that was on the table. Um, I, he wasn't in my brain because I didn't think it would be possible to go get him. But it, he was, you know, um, obviously a great get. And I think there's just a really good culture fit there, too. I think he is running a program in the way that I, I think brings a lot of respect back to the university. Interesting. Okay, I actually saw, uh, I think it was Pat Forty wrote something in his column this week about he called Matt Rule a questionable hire that's turned out well. And he said that uh, because he didn't think it was a good culture fit at all or something. I don't understand how that happens. I mean, or, or, or how, well, first off, Pat Forty was wrong about something, question mark. <laughs> um, uh, I, I don't understand how it's a questionable hire at all, where yeah. the, it, it checked all of the boxes you wanted coming out of a really dark period, right? You know, is, is he a good guy? Is he bringing think, stability, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. I think maybe it was something about, and I feel like this is overemphasized way too much in, in coaching sometimes, that, well, it's not a good geographical fit. Like, he's not. Okay. Is, is football is football different in, in <laughs> on the East Coast? Right? Is it, I mean, obviously, it's very, uh, dude, it, like, all yeah. joking aside, it's Baylor, man. Like, it's Waco, Texas. It's right in the middle, but it's not like. We're not we're not the burnt orange. We're not the Aggies, right? We don't right. have the resources some of these other schools do in terms of marketing ability, right? right. But hey, then he hires some of the brightest minds from high school football around Texas, which everybody knows is kind of a coaching hotbed. And there's a lot of bright minds out there, and he just went and got them, right? He he brings in his principals that are able to be transferred from school to school, and man, he just did it. And, and I think that he was upfront about, hey, this is going to be not to be too trite, but it, it, trust the process, right? It's going to be rough at the beginning. It's going to be a little bit less rough the next year. It's going to be a little bit less rough the next year, right? And eventually you'll start to see that work pay off. And that's what we're doing right now. So yeah. it, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And so to go back to it, you were talking about the buyout, and I guess that that's something different than, you know, SSK State fans don't have to worry about this because you know, it's a public school. So we're going to see that contract eventually at right. Baylor. Is that something that, that will come out eventually, you think? Or, or I doubt it. I, I still okay. don't think we know Scott Drew's specific contract. Um, okay. I could be wrong about that, but no, I, I, I doubt that ever comes out. Um, yeah. I don't even think I've seen estimates around there, but if it's top five, I think that's enough to keep him in place unless an NFL team just gets absolutely desperate. And if an NFL team gets absolutely desperate, I don't know why they wouldn't go to a younger coach like Lincoln Riley and say, yeah. hey, here's the bag. You know, <laughs> Matt Rule, cool. But I, obviously, I think the Jets were idiotic to not give him the, the power that he probably deserved going into that job. Um, mm -hmm. And they certainly did not make a good decision with Captain Gase, but that's, that's for our uh, NFL podcast that we do, for sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I'm exceedingly happy with the extension. Uh, I'm really curious to see uh, what the ceiling is with the Matt Rule system yeah 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 me too i also want to know what the ceiling of his wardrobe is with that fancy cut off windbreaker with the hood that he Dude, had okay so <laughs> man okay look so everybody 
I'm, I am 30 years old, right? So I am at the tail end of what I will never be. It's never going to be cooler for me, right? I'm never going to get cool. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 was, I'm, I might still be there. I doubt it very seriously. But like, I at least am adjacent to cool and that I know people who are so I can see what's happening. Right. Mm-hmm. I own I own a short sleeve hoodie. It is super comfy. I love it. <laughs> I own a sleeveless hoodie. It's very cool. I love it. Admittedly, I did buy that when Carmelo Anthony came to the Rockets. We won't talk about that. Um, <laughs> Does it make but, you feel like Patrick Sparks when you're playing basketball? A little bit. It makes me feel like <laughs> But uh, whatever that thing is, it's like a waterproof sleeveless yeah. reflective thing. Not digging it. Um, if you wore it without the shirt underneath, okay, now we have something. Now, if you're just yeah. there, no sleeves, just balling on the sideline, I, I dig that. But no, he's wearing like the polo shirt or t-shirt underneath. Eh, not not my not my favorite fit. But hey, man, yeah. win and all of those massive problems go. Away. Yeah, that's what that's what I was about to say. Win games and nobody comments. I still think he should have went the full out golden though and had the button down with the. Green tie over the <laughs> sleeveless with the hood. Yeah. <laughs> that would been. That definitely would have been interesting. Yeah. yeah. But well, speaking yeah. of wardrobes, though, Matt, we got to mention before you go. Uh, yeah. K-State's pulling out the new uniforms on Saturday. Did you hear about this? Oh no, I did not hear about. Yeah, this. yeah. yeah. K-State social media what? freaked out. Let me guess, <laughs> just a little bit, without ever seeing them. Uh, maybe you guys can send me. Uh, what they look like here, but I'm gonna guess that there's cursive involved. Cursive and like there is a um, lot. Yeah. Uh, uh, hmm, what's what's something that old people like to wear? There's gonna be some lace in there. <laughs> um, some lace like uh, my grandmother would put on the back of the yeah. couch. Yeah, um, the doily pattern helmet. Yes, doilies. There's gonna be a lot of doilies involved. Yeah, uh, and beige, <laughs> beige, beige, purple lace. Uh, and uh, incursive. Is that accurate? Pretty close. Yeah. Oh, okay. I just kind of, I, kind of uncanny how close you nailed yeah. <laughs> I just sent you the video that the K State Twitter put out. If you want to okay. look at that. All right. So let's see what we got going on here. Yeah. Um, oh, hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, it is what it is. That's, that's fine. <laughs> We're 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 dipping our toe in, Matt. We're not yeah. we're not yeah. really going full in. Like it has been a long time since there's been like a massive brand overhaul there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's yeah. okay. Uh, yeah, like you said, we're we're just starting. We're getting used to it. That's okay. Yeah. None of our current student body was born at the last time we had a brand overhaul. So, oof, magoof. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, we're about to the part where I'm going to ask you for a score prediction. But actually, first, I want to talk to you about not this Sunday, but next Sunday that the Chiefs play Houston. So how bad is that going to be for the Texans? Oh, God. Um, that just gives me a headache I was not prepared for. Um, <laughs> I am exceedingly worried that the Texans are going to waste yet another really cool, fun player in Deshaun Watson. Uh, and the Chiefs are not going to waste it. That, waste the oh, homes. Uh, that's for sure. Not. That's yeah. not, not going to happen at all. It's almost like, uh, and I'm still doing research on this, but it's almost like if you have a good offensive line, then a lot of things are good as opposed to bad. And that's, sure. that's pretty much all I'll say about that. Yeah. Okay. Well, to, to circle back then to the Kansas State game, uh, you want to give us a, a score prediction for Saturday? Yeah, that's a good, that's a really good question, actually. I mean, if you are 
looking at. I think the line is K State by three, I believe. Which which I get. I, I, if you call them equal teams yeah. and you give them the NFL right. bump of right. of the three point home advantage, that's fair. You know, Baylor has scored 56-63 against really bad competition, and then competent competition has been 21-23. I'd like to see that in the 30s, but I'm not sure it gets there. I'm going to say, sorry, guys, I'm having a little bit of, of confliction here because <laughs> Kansas State, you know, you give up 26. I, I think that's right about it. I think uh, 28 or 31 to, let's call it, 17 or 20. Uh, in favor of Baylor. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't come out. You didn't outright come out and, and disagree. So I'm, uh, unfortunately, I think you I have absolutely zero idea how it's going to yeah. go. I don't have any clue. So I'm glad no one's asking me for a prediction. Well, Sorry, Clemson will obviously Clemson will obviously beat the pants off of North Carolina, right? And there's no way <laughs> that one. Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, college football is great for that very particular reason. Any given Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's it's so weird that we got another K State bye week coming up. I mean, two bye weeks within, in four weeks. It's it's a strange thing. You got to get them out of the fan, I guess. Anyway, that's probably how to wrap it up. Matt, we really appreciate you coming on as always. We'll try to find somebody better, but if we don't, we'll, we'll have you back on. <laughs> you need to work on that. Guys, it was a blast. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Matt. Nice. Luke Thompson signing off. <laughs>